everybody. This is Ashley. This is Karen. And this is The Musicals. How are you? Good. Um, we need to fess up, or I need to fess up, that I am not in Des Moines. I should call it Chicago Musicals. That didn't work as well as I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm in Chicago, and uh, that's why we ended up having to see the band's bi- visit on different nights. We did. Um, yeah, and that was interesting. And uh, it's funny because uh, I suffer from social anxiety in some ways. And so I went by myself and I had to sit by myself and I kept wanting to tell everybody, I have friends, I promise, I have friends. I'm just on a different night, I have friends. <laughs> but um, because the um, I upgraded my seat, so I moved down. Um, and I was next to a group of ladies who were there as friends like we normally are. And I was like, don't feel sad for me. It's just a different night. <laughs> yeah. Which actually brings up a question for me since um, you were both, we were both on different nights. Um, did you get the same cast as I did? Did you get any insert in your playbill to say you had any understudies? There was no insert in the playbill, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't read the um, the board very well as we went in to see, because sometimes they just post them on the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think then, I, I'm pretty sure then it's probably the same cast then, because um, I didn't have a board. My next question, since we uh, went on different nights, is did you get a tote bag? I did not get a tote bag. Oh, so I went on opening night and I got a tote bag. They Why? Had, um, I don't know. And I did not ask. Okay. Um, but what I did feel, so we walked out of the performance and there were these tables with these tote bags. And again, social anxiety, Karen uh, has to ask the usher, are these complimentary? And he's like, yes. Whereas everybody else is just grabbing them and going. And I'm like, maybe I'm stealing it. Maybe it's with somebody else. But no, I got a tote bag. Was it on the way out? Yes, on the way out. They had these tables and um, it said the band's visit. And they're pretty pretty nice. So, yeah. I did, when I exited, um, our seats are just about level with the skywalk. So I did go up and out to get back to the parking ramp. So, but I didn't see anything. Yeah, maybe it was just an opening night thing. So, yeah, it was different on opening night. I'm just launching into all the different things right now um, because we had a late start. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to start at 7.30. Seating was supposed to be at 7. And I got there maybe like 7.20 because I had to go to Will Call. And um, there were, I mean, uh, nobody had been seated yet. I was all flustered. Anyway, so that worked in my favor. And so we didn't get seated till 7.30. And then um, we waited and waited and um, they kept saying, turn off your cell phones. And they kept having the turn off your cell phones announcement multiple times. So it was like being on a plane. Like it, it was very like, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so that was kind of fun, um, but people were getting restless. <laughs> you could sure. tell. Sure. Jeff had to come out. I don't know if it was intended that he was coming out or not, but he came out and gave a little um, talk and that was good. And he talked, I mean, the subscribers, I still cannot get over how many people have season tickets for Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And he thanked everybody for having season tickets and people being donors during the pandemic as well too. So that was really good. 
Yeah, I will say um, I went on Wednesday. So we're talking about the band's visit at Des Moines Performing Arts at the Civic Center. Um, I don't think we ever said that, but I think it's- Oh yes, that's it's right. Known. <laughs> it's known. Um, but we went on Wednesday, which would be the day after opening night. And I knew that you had gotten in late and that you, uh, the show had started late for you. I will say um, Jeff came out at, Jeff Chelsvig came out right about 7.30 and did kind of, sounds like the same kind of talk he gave to you. Uh-huh. Um, and our show started at like 7.38 or something. It was okay. just a couple okay. minutes late. Um, and I actually, so we went out to eat beforehand. It was, um, usually Karen and I go with two other ladies. So it was those two plus another friend who took your place, Karen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, but she didn't sit with us. (laughs) Um, she took your place at dinner. We went to the stuffed olive, which was actually really busy and they had live music there as well. It's kind of cattywampus to um, the civic center. So we like to park once and eat and then walk over. And so I knew they were doing the extra security and we had to get our um, our cards checked. So I thought yeah. that would take a lot of extra time and I was a little nervous, but it went super smoothly, like really fast. And oh. I thought it was really nice. There was a lot of like DMPA staff out on the on street, the like yeah. welcoming you back. And that actually, I really, I really appreciated that. Like it felt welcoming. And then, like I said, getting my card checked and going through the scanner, whatever, took one minute. It was really fast and you didn't use it, but they have a new app and I love their new app. Um, It's very easy to use. And then the tickets were on there. They show up 72 hours in advance or whatever. And then you can just click through them so that I, I had three people with me or two people with me. And so I scanned through those, but you can also click on the performance and then once you get inside the little band's visit, um, it's within the app still, but you can click, I want to see the virtual playbill. You can click about the show and it'll give you a synopsis of the show. You can click get more tickets. You can click um, check in at the show or whatever. So it's all kind of like right there packaged inside the app. And I really appreciate it. I wish I could bump around in there more. I don't think you can get all of the... Um, all of those details until it's 72 hours before the show. Like I can't look up rent for next spring at this point, but I thought it was a really handy app. And you know, if I, they weren't handing out playbills, you had to pick them up. But if I didn't want to pick one up, then I could just have it on my phone downloaded, like how Des Moines Playhouse has been doing it. Yeah. But I was impressed with their app. And you know, sometimes these apps crash when people start using them, but it worked just fine. Okay, Karen, so we saw the band's visit at the Civic Center, Des Moines Performing Arts. It's our first like actual Broadway show in, yes. what did he say, 19 months? A long time. <laughs> a really long time. Yeah. A really because long it's time. Like 500 and some days. And when you say it like that, you're like, whoa, it's a long time. So, it is. yeah. It is. Oh, I have a question for you um, before we dive into the musical itself. How full was the house? Um, So I would say it was probably about um, between, I would say a half full probably. And I say that um, maybe 40 to 50% um, because looking at the back section, um, it was not, it was about halfway full and then there were empty spots between. 
mm-hmm. know, like little pockets and stuff like that. So I'd say about 40, 40% is my estimate. Yeah, I wouldn't and- say a third, definitely more than a third, more than 33, less than, um, yeah, about 40. Okay. So we usually go to uh, Wednesday night, which is, I went last night and I feel like usually it's probably 75%. Don't you think uh-huh. when we go? Yeah. It was less for sure. Um, but it wasn't, it was more than half. I would say it was between half and two thirds or maybe at okay. two thirds, but yeah. there were noticeably some chunks missing. Um, like in the mix, like in the middle, not necessarily yeah. up top. Uh, not big chunks, but just noticeably there were some seats open. Um, and I know that could be because people weren't ready to come back to the theater would be yeah. my guess. Um, and I mean, they could be season ticket holders. And so those could be sold tickets that are still supporting Des Moines Performing Arts, but they just chose yeah. not to come back at this time would be my guess because they were decent seats. But That's I was exactly curious if it was full. Yeah, that was my reaction as well, too. And you could tell it was like two seats or four seats. Right. So to right. me, it seemed like they were ticket chunks. It wasn't like, oh, we didn't sell this seat sort of a mm-hmm. deal. Like, I feel it was where um, essentially no shows yeah. is the sense yeah. I got. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was going to bring this up as well um, with... Like normally where we're at, you when we look down, it's always full. Like you yes. don't see those empty pockets. Whereas yeah. I felt like there was, um, yeah, you could definitely see the empty pockets. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for reference for our listeners, we're on the very edge and the very, by the West Lobby, um, about halfway up. Yeah. Is where our seats normally are. That's where I watched it. Um, yesterday I was on the east side again on the very edge so I was a little disappointed um in the terms of some of the staging was such that I couldn't see it and you were Um, on the east side because I had the same complaint from the west side oh really yeah because it was the entire opening sequence where they arrive um I couldn't see their facial reactions at all and I was like oh that's a bummer sure so um yeah anyway Okay, let's launch into this. And do we say spoilers? Because um, like we're going to give away a lot. <laughs> sure. If we run into a place where there's a spoiler, you can say, I'm about to drop a spoiler. Skip ahead a minute. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Karen, the band's visit. What did you think? I enjoyed it. But okay. I'm going to put a disclaimer on it and put an asterisk and say, I feel it's not for everyone. Okay. Um, my reaction is it's uh, it's quirky, it's different, and something about it worked for me. That's that's my honest reaction, and that's I I don't want to say I mean I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it, and I want to watch the movie. Um, I genuinely want to watch the movie, but I I feel like if I say oh it's great and people go see it because of me they're going to be like what like what did she watch so that's my disclaimer it's definitely a matter of taste and I enjoyed it and we haven't talked anything about this ahead of time so I'm interested in what you have to say (laughs) you're right we haven't discussed this at all um I wondered how you would what you would think and if it would be different than what I think and I believe it, our discussion will be, we'll, we'll go on different ends of this discussion. 
Okay. I, I'm going to start by saying that I've had kind of a week and I was very excited to be back in the theater and I was very excited to have this girls night. I was very excited to see Broadway. And in my brain, I wanted to have a fun night out where I smiled and laughed and I had a great time. This is not that show. And so it's not a, the thing is, um, to me, it's not a musical. It's a play with music. The play is very much a play. And it took me a while to get into that mindset because the pacing is very slow. It is like, um, like a foreign film with subtitles. Yes. Like in the sense of it's very slow. Um, they and it's an hour and a half production with no intermission, and it is just the events of one evening to the next early the next morning, and the pacing is such where you're like, oh yeah, it was like in real time. Yeah, um, almost. You could tell that it was from a movie that was thoughtful and um, yeah, it was very much a play pacing and it did won a Tony, it did win the Tony for best musical. And my question to it is, did it win because they thought it should win or did they win because they thought they were hitting some criteria for this is different and look, we're all artistic now and we have to do a due for a musical that represents minorities. And I say that as being a double minority, as in being a woman and um, also a person of color, where after I walked away, I'm like, these critics really genuinely enjoy it or where they like, oh yes, we have to vote for this because it is an acquired taste. Yes. So um, I keep saying that, but I, I enjoyed it. It's not, it's just quirky. It's just different and quirky and different. <laughs> so Karen, I also, I, I knew that it won Best Musical, so I had to dig into this. So not only did it win Best Musical, but it won the unofficial Big Six Tony Awards, which include Best Musical, Best Book, Best Score, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Direction. It won okay. all of those. Um, and then it won a Grammy as well, which I find hard to believe because there's like one song I can remember or maybe two. There are two, yeah. Um, but I looked up the 72nd Tony Awards the year that it won. And here were the other musicals in the category. Escape yeah. to Margaritaville, Frozen. Is that a Jimmy Buffett uh, yes. jukebox? Yep, okay. yep. Frozen, Mean Girls. Um. Prince oh. of Broadway, which I know nothing about, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Summer, the, Di the Donna Summer musical. I can see why it won. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, like, okay, I've never seen Frozen. I have no idea. I'm, the, the Mean Girls, I could see people going for this over Mean Girls just because, like, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I enjoyed Mean Girls. I thought it was good. I did too. Um, but SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical, I mean, really, who's like, no self-respecting person is going to vote for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, maybe it's Stella. Maybe it's fantastic. And I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm being a stop. So now I guess I see what it is. Like, 
the thing is, it's so different. So the music is very different. So it's very Western Europe, Middle East music. And I enjoy that style. So I found it very enjoyable. That being said, the songs that get sung were a little more mainstream. So don't expect it to, like it wasn't like, um, they were like song songs, like musical type songs, but it's not your, even within that though, it's not your samey, samey. Like we just went and saw Dear Evan Hansen, which we're gonna do an episode on. It yeah. was not Dear Evan Hansen songs at all. Like it wasn't no. like your typical musical song that we all know what that means. I won't give my impression of it, but, um, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was a different style. So in that way, I feel like the voting could be such that because it was so different, it uh, was appealing because you would remember it for the fact of it being different. Um, four ladies left in the middle of the performance. They just got up and left. Oh, really? Um, and I, and I, at first I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're leaving. And then I was like, no, I get it because the pacing is so, the only way to describe it to me is it is a play with music. <laughs> Well, the other thing too, like before the show even starts, they say that they kind of say this band got on the wrong train or play or whatever, wrong bus. And then it says, you probably didn't hear about it. It wasn't that important. And then yeah. they close the show with the same thing. Yeah. And I guess I kind of expected when you're opening and closing a show with that same statement, I expected to go, oh, but no, it was super important for those people that were involved or like, I expected to feel um, antagonistic to that that statement, but I didn't. It wasn't that important. Nothing happened. Like so, nothing okay, happened. Let's, let's back <laughs> There's up. There's no so what plot. Happened, let's do a little explanation about what we're talking about because okay. we have like jumped around all over the place. Okay. So um, uh, there is an Egyptian regimental band that goes on a mission to Israel to do a performance of Arab music. You have to take into account the backdrop of um, uh, Egypt being a Muslim country and Israel being a Jewish country and how that comes together and there being so much um, uh, conflict antagonism between the Arabs and the Jews in Israel as well too. So it's kind of a little bit of a goodwill mission as well too. They get on the wrong bus because there's a misunderstanding of pronunciation of the city name. Right, which and is actually kind of funny. It is, yes. And so they end up in this town that does not have a hotel and they have they have to spend the night because they can't, there's no other bus to get them to the location they want to. And then how it unfolds because everybody gets distributed into uh, three different homes and um, their interaction there. So I... The main interaction is between the conductor and a female lead character. And I found that storyline very complicated and I didn't, um, I, I don't know, I found it very strange. Uh, the storyline that I preferred was with the um, gentleman who played the clarinet, staying with a family that um, the husband and wife have a newborn baby. The husband is between uh, employment, but it sounds like he's been between employment for a while and does right, this continuously. Right. And then having fan family difficulties, and then this gentleman 
being in their house overnight, even though the wife doesn't want him there, essentially. Right. Because and the it's husband her is birthday. Brought him. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and throw into the mix her father who comes over as well, too. Right. right. Uh, for the celebration. So that storyline I enjoyed more. There's another third storyline where there is a uh, guy who's um, socially awkward and is trying to navigate um, life as a young man. And yeah. that was kind of neither here nor there, in my opinion. So, yes. It's, um, the music is very different. I enjoy that style. I, I thoroughly enjoy the style of those instruments and how the instruments are played. It's an acquired taste. So that to me, I found uh, charming because it's not something you normally hear in on Broadway. Um, two songs that stood out to me was uh, Itzik, was the, uh, the man who uh, was, is between employment. And yes. he sang a song about um, being essentially a loser. And I don't know why my wife married me. I thought that was a really good song. And then the other song that I enjoyed um, more than anything because of the performer's voice was the uh, boy at the phone booth. He was really Towards good. The end. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful voice. Yeah. Um, I, I was blindsided by that because I, I thought, um, I hope he goes on to bigger and better things because I thought he had a beautiful voice. Okay, I don't have the playbill. What's his name? I do, um, Joshua Grasso. Okay. He's credited yep. as Telephone Guy. Like that's his name is Telephone Guy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I thought that was uh, a beautiful voice and song. Um, the staging was different in the sense of it was very simple. Um, they took, um, they made a lot of use of the uh, rotating platform in the middle of the stage they did a lot of that so yeah it's just it's different and it's an acquired taste and um somebody else won a tony for this um like an actual performer and the performer said um uh i can't believe I, the general just was i can't believe i won because i used to hide that i was middle eastern to get I saw that too. Yeah, um, yeah I, to get uh, parts. And then this time I'm actually winning for playing a Middle Eastern character. And mm -hmm. that, um, I, I, I am very appreciative of that. But then again, on the flip side, my antenna then goes up where I'm oh, like, oh, it's nice. tokenism, you know, in terms of the vote. Because uh, as much as minorities don't want to be taken advantage of, we also don't want to be taken advantage of for tokenism and being like, oh, you weren't really deserving. We just, you know, are trying to show goodwill. So, yeah. We'll be right back. Um, I am curious about when you exited the theater, um, what our friends thought. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't talk to our friends much on our exit, but I will let you know that one friend I sat next to, I saw her using her watch to figure out how many songs were left oh, a couple yeah, times. Yeah. I found myself yeah. checking my watch. I did talk to one this morning and she and I had similar thoughts. And uh, she's like, yeah, I at 825, she's like, that's the first time I checked my watch. 
So about an hour in. Um, So I, I think, I think you're probably right in it being acquired taste. And my favorite song, I did like the lullaby song. And I did Uh think the phone guy had the best singing voice. Um, Yes. I also really liked the jazzy number um, by Halid. Um, It was kind of right, they were in the disco, like the uh roller skating. And I don't know if I liked the song because it was the first time I got to hear him sing or if it was because it was different or because I was being endeared to his character. Like, I'm not quite sure. Um, I really, so the band is kind of, almost always on stage in some way, shape or form. And so there are um, people playing instruments kind of as interludes between scenes, which I really enjoyed. Um, And, you know, I don't know that I ever placed the clarinet in um, Middle Eastern music, but I liked it. Uh Um, And then there was uh, at one point, I don't know if it was an alto flute or a bass flute. It was a giant flute which I really like the low sound of low quality there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the music was enjoyable to me. Uh, there was no pit that I could tell. No one was in the orchestra. It was all on stage. There right. was a piano at some point, which must have been backstage. I couldn't quite figure that out. I was pretty far down. And the, yes, you're right. There was no pit. And it did seem like there was supplemental music coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing was the band comprises, I mean, it's a band. There are several members, maybe half a dozen, uh, probably a dozen maybe, but not all of them have roles in the play. Right. Some there's of them seven. are just band players as well yep. too. Yeah, there's like seven um, instrumentalists and then there okay. are probably four that have like speaking parts. Yep. Or maybe yeah. three. And there was a guy who played the trumpet just a teensy bit yes and I was like a trumpet doesn't fit in that band um so um that I think is a case of where uh western instruments getting used for eastern music because in India the clarinet actually is very big in and I don't know if it's an official clarinet or if it's a different version of a clarinet in uh traditional uh south Indian music Carnatic music the clarinet is uh played considerably so yeah so uh, um, I, again, though, I don't know much about Middle Eastern music to know if the trumpet is included in that or not, because it wasn't in the final performance. No. So when they do actually um, supposedly perform, so yeah. Can I say, so the whole show is centered around, they are a band and they are supposed to be, they were invited to perform and then at the, like, literally at curtain closing, they're sitting, they're ready to play. The conductor gets in front of them, raises his hands, and you're like, this is it. We're going to hear him play. Lights down, curtain down. I literally turned to the person next to me. I said, we don't even get to hear him play? I was like, <laughs> like this is what I'm invested in at this point. But they, I, did, they did bows, and then they played. I wasn't surprised by that because everything about the musical was so offbeat that I was not shocked by that at all. Like I was like, everything about this is so different and wacky. When they did that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I mean, it's totally a foreign film. That's how I see it. This is like foreign film subtitles in a musical. I mean, that sounds so dumb to say it that way, but I just feel like this, everything about this is, uh, yeah, is like, 
foreign film musical version. So, well, and then they they did let them play at the end, like after Bows, yeah. they played, yeah. which was fun. I enjoyed listening to them play, but I was also a little irked that like, where was the conductor? I know yeah. they don't need him, but like, that's his whole job. He can just stand on the side and wave his arms <laughs> if he wants. I was upset by that. Yeah. Um, I do have the playbill here. And so Dina was played by Janet DeCall and she, okay. um, she originated Carla in, um, in the Heights. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually, I was really drawn to her character. I thought she had a really great performance. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the character particularly. She was complicated and I was trying to figure out how I'm supposed to feel about her. Yeah. And I, it was a lot of thinking for me. It, I was like, why, what is up with this guy that she said she didn't want to see, but then she calls him over. And because it's like a foreign film and they're switching languages constantly, my brain is one step behind. Uh -huh. So when they switch back to English, I'm like, shoot, I wasn't listening to the first word. Yeah. And now I don't know where we are. So I don't know if that was like her ex-husband and now he has a new life. I think no, that's... that's um, that is the person she's having an affair with. Okay. So the husband has left and that person, that's the man who is essentially, um, she's having an affair with. And I don't know if he's promised that he's going to leave his wife or not, but it's definitely that he gets the best part of his life, which is his wife, his baby and everything. And she's out in the cold. I and see um she has nothing her husband's left her she's looking for love and uh she has no she has nothing essentially yeah so, yeah and she was she was an interesting character because she was sort of confident but sort of desperate yes yeah um yeah like i i couldn't place her and so um opposite her was sassan gabay he played uh -huh. tafik and he was, as Jeff had told us before, he was in the movie. Correct. And then he replaced Tony Shalhoub um, on Broadway. So he, I thought he was excellent. I could not take my eyes off of him when he was on stage. He was very captivating. His role, um, I mean, he's so different than Dina when they're on stage together. And he, gosh, I, I don't know what is so endearing about him. Um, but I just was mesmerized by him whenever he was on stage. I thought he did a phenomenal job. My other standout was Halid, who um, was played by Joe Joseph. So he was the guy with the trumpet and the guy that got him in the wrong spot and the guy that was helping out the other guy. But and the, he, his character was like, I'm the player. Do you know yes. Chet Baker? All he went on and on was, do you know Chet Baker? Do you know Chet Baker? Right. right. And he was like one of the bigger personalities on stage. So that's probably yes. why I was drawn to him. And he also, I, I don't know, when he was helping out um, the roller skater to like build uh -huh. up his confidence to talk to this girl, I was like really proud of him. Yeah. And then in like the next scene, spoiler alert, fast forward 30 seconds um Dina's like trying to get with the conductor and he's like I'm going to bed I'm done and then Halid comes over and he's like I like your eyes and just kind of snatches her up 
And I didn't see it that way. I saw it as in she threw herself at him. Sort of. Well, I, I mean, she was setting it up by his comment, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I, in that moment, I was like, oh, oh, no, he really is a player. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fine. It fit into his storyline well. But then it's like the next morning and they all leave and like, nothing's really changed. Like there was no. no epiphany, no characters were developed and built. I mean, characters were developed on stage, but like as a person, they didn't like grow or turn into new people, except for maybe the guy on the roller skates, he learned something. <laughs> so, I just, okay, so that's life. And I, um, I'm going to uh, haul Jeff into this for a second. Okay. Because he said, y'all enjoy come from away. It's like come from away and it's not like come from away because it's different. And that is what I kept expecting as well to this big mega change of like, or like a postscript to say, um, what I expected was at the end, they would go to the like Arab cultural society, um, uh, cultural center. And I thought all their friends would show up for the performance. I wondered if that was going to be one ending or some sort of like, um, some character would move away to start a new life, et cetera, et cetera, it, and it didn't. Whereas with Come From Away, there was that um, change of like, um, everybody got, the pilot got to tell her story post 9-11, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. Whereas with this, it literally was what happened that night and that's it. Like it literally is, that's the only thing that happened and you don't know, I, I have no idea. Did, you know, did that couple make it? Did, you know, uh, anyway, it's just different. It's, it's definitely, it's a movie, it's a play. It's a play, it's a play You're with right. some music. You're right. So, yeah. You're right. Uh, I will say, I mean, my recommendation is if you are really, wanting to get back in the theater and you can't wait for art to come back and you are so excited for Broadway, then go see it. But if you're on the fence, if you're comfortable to go or not, I think this is a missable one, personally. I would say if you enjoy watching foreign films and documentaries, go see it. Um, uh, or if you're curious about um, Middle Eastern music, as well too because it's it's different in that way but I, I the pacing is such that you should enjoy documentaries and foreign films I'm trying to think of a good example of like um okay we're in Des Moines on okay PBS Des Moines PBS has shows the show on Sunday nights called Professor T and it is a Belgian show and it has um it's quirky and it has subtitles. And if you have watched Professor T on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock on Iowa PBS and you enjoy it, go see this there. <laughs> That's a good uh, parallel because it's that weird, it's just quirky and slow pacing and nothing earth shattering. It's, yeah, it's not, um, it's not very fast paced. Right. So, yeah. Your, your life's not gonna be changed by watching it probably. I, I did enjoy the like the cultural aspect because I yeah. that's yeah. not music that I'm exposed to on a daily basis. Yeah. I did appreciate it, that. So this one I had wanted to see when the previews came out as well too because it just seems so 
different as well too. And it's one thing I thought, and this is gonna be great. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but when those ladies left in the middle of the performance, I was like, oh my goodness. But then I left at intermission a waitress and everybody loves waitress. And I hated waitress. I hated the content of it. And I thought I was just like, oh, this show sucks. And I left, I faked a headache and said, I got a headache because I was too embarrassed and shy to say, oh my gosh, this sucks. It was, I found it to use as a word the kids use today, triggering. (laughs) And I just did not like that show at all. I thought it was just, oh, it was terrible. So in conclusion, to each their own, you know? So this is not for everybody. Um, And sugar, flower, whatever, whatever, covers a bad story. I would like to point out that the story in Waitress is troublesome. Anyway, that's my side rash. And you didn't even see the end. It gets more troublesome, Karen. Oh, great. Excellent. Sounds good. (laughs) I like the music a lot. Yeah, I I would just, and that's exactly it. Let's put some happy songs over a troublesome topic. Like somebody should have been reporting that man to the medical association. (laughs) Yeah. That is also Um, true. Well, it's true. Um, anyway, <laughs> just a side rant. But um, I was glad to be back in the theater. I'm actually kind of glad that it did come to Des Moines because um, I, I feel like even if you went to New York, nobody would have been saying, oh, you got to go see this. Yeah. And I'm glad I saw this. I do want to watch the movie. I think it's on Prime, actually. Um, the original movie is on Prime and I am uh, going to watch the movie um, because there, I have a couple questions about how things played out because uh, there is one character who calls home yeah. and then he says they're going to call back and then it, this conversation is not in English. No. So he talks to somebody and he gives the number or oh, the, the person's not home and he gives the number like that I caught on that he was giving the number and he said they would call back and then they end up calling back and the telephone guy is like, are they going to, you know, they're having a conversation of like, oh, are you done? And then uh, the one band member says, they're not going to call back. And I, I got the sense that it was kind of like a goodbye situation, um, but I, I wasn't sure. So that was one thing I wanted to check on. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like they were breaking up. Or if That's, there was yeah. somebody sick at home, I, my thought was there was someone sick at home. Oh, I wasn't mine was sure. That got broken. Uh, oh, that's a much better uh, storyline. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the language, so I had to make it up in my yeah. head. So that was another question, and then I really am done with all my thoughts. Is um, I'm like, is this really like a language, or is this just them doing something? And I kept looking around the audience to see if there was somebody who like understood and I could not find anybody who um, looked like they were following along. So I was curious about that too. No subtitles. No. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, it was funny too. I looked in the playbill because they went on and on. There's a song about how they got the wrong name of the town. And yes. when you look at them on paper, they look completely different. <clears throat> but when you say them, they sound the same. <laughs> yes, it is. Especially yeah. because it has something to do with the, there's no P sound in Arabic or something. So they often replace it with a B sound. I, um, I don't know. It sounds plausible. <laughs> yeah. 
and we get to see another show next week at the Des Moines Playhouse. I oh, believe that's right. Yes, that is right. Escaping the Labyrinth has its world premiere. Uh, I think opening this weekend, but we can't make yes. it since you are out of town and we will go next week. So that will be exciting. Yes, yeah. I think we've got, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about because we've got to talk about Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. And I, and I have watched... thoughts about that. Oh dear. I watched Schmigadoon as well. So I have thoughts okay. about that. Okay. And I keep um, wanting to watch Diana, um, but I hear it's oh maybe not an easy watch. <laughs> I heard the reviews. I read the reviews on that. Um, I also watched um, not something about Jamie. Everyone's talking about Jamie. Where'd I think you watch is what that? it's called. On Prime. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta watch that um, now. So uh we need to talk about that as well too. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got a lot of things to talk about. So I'm I'm yeah. still scared to watch Come From Away. I'm afraid something bad's going to happen, and I won't oh, like it. Oh yes, we have but to I, watch that as well. I've heard it's a very good grab though, so yeah. it should be okay. Yeah, we <laughs> should do it. Okay, we need to start doing a starring system. Uh, your feelings towards Fans Visit out of five stars. Three. I was going to say three, two, actually. Were you? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. I mean two. I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. I just, it, it's missable in my mind, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Karen, you enjoy the rest of your time away. Yes, I will. And I will see you at the theater. Excellent. Our new tagline. <laughs> Great. Nicely done. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. Hi there. Just wanted to take a quick moment to ask you to subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you're listening. Rate us and review us, and that helps other listeners find us and also lets us know what it is you like about our podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Musicals or email us at desmusicals at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the shows that we've reviewed or recommend a show for us to watch, and we'd be happy um, to take your input. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.